Buckle up! It's showtime! Welcome to the revolution with Jim and Trev. Oh boy. It's growing. Bring it, go. And getting bigger every oh yeah. single Woo. day. What is going on here? This is The Revolution with Jim and Trev. All right, man, I'm in. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. We're hunting, we're fishing, we're going after forage. Get that big morel. Shoot that big old deer, Jimbo. Are you funky, Jimbo? Yes, I am. Are you a white boy? <laughs> Play that funky music, white boy. <laughs> All right, so we're talking hunt, fish, forage on today's show. This is going to be a fun show. Yeah, our first guest is going to be Jack Carlson. He's the host of Two Conk Sport Fishing. Captain Jack. You lied to me by telling me the truth. I know you're going to make some stupid Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, I am. Quote there. We named the monkey Jack. <laughs> there you go. All right, so yeah, we're going to have on Captain Jack Carlson, Two Conk Sport Fishing. He's going to be joining us in just a second. After him, we're going to be joined by Daniel Vitalis. Yeah, he's the host of Wild Fed on Outdoor Channel. He's an interesting guy. When the government finally collapses, you're going to want to live near uh, Daniel Vitalis, yeah, that's for steal sure. steal from his larder. Steal from his larder, whatever that is. Uh, and also, we're going to have on Cat Daddy. Steal from his larder. You, you just, larder. just steal <laughs> Cat Daddy. You need to kidnap Cat Daddy. He'll take you fishing, and then you can release him. Catch and release. That's what you can do with Cat Daddy. <laughs> but don't lip him. No, don't lip Cat Daddy at all. Uh, he does bite, folks. All right, let's get to Jack Carlson, two conch sport fishing. Here we go. So we're all men of our word, really. Hunt, fish, forage is on the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. All right, here we go. Now, kicking off a two-part interview with Captain Jack Carlson, host of Two Conks Sport Fishing on Outdoor Channel, Saturdays, 9 a.m. Eastern, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part one. Hey, Trav. Our first guest is a real fisherman. Ahoy, matey! Go swab the deck, Jimbo. That's Captain Jack Carlson, the host of Two Conk Sport Fishing. We have an accord. We have an accord on Outdoor Channel Saturdays, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. This man is wild, and he commands the ocean. Mr. Jack, how's it going, buddy? Oh, man, we're doing great, man. We're just coming off a great high. You know, we we got our boats got first place in the uh, local tournament here, the Bull and Cow Tournament this past weekend so we are doing fantastic i was looking at that dude the purse the prizes i mean it's like a guaranteed ten thousand bucks right oh yeah and actually it went up to fifteen thousand so so we have more boats entered than that's that and then of course you know there's always a side bet so all said and done there's there's close to you know hundred thousand dollars all wrapped up in this tournament between all the divisions and everything so wow definitely uh you know you you definitely want to get in on it that that's for sure yeah now you operate at a marathon now where is that in the keys so marathon's in the middle keys you know we we have a pretty big operation we have 27 charter boats total uh so we do have you know four down in key west we got one in saint augustine one in north carolina at oak island and then and then the rest are located here in marathon so we we have a pretty big operation doing over 500 charters a month. Uh, anything from the flats offshore uh, to far golf runs, Pulley Ridge. We got a 341 pound Warsaw wow. uh, grouper uh, this past Thursday. So you know, you call us. Now we do it all. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is I mean, you specialize in so many things. So if someone comes out, and they want to go for tarpon, or they want to go for tuna, or swordfish, or snapper i mean it doesn't even matter you guys can accommodate anyone absolutely yeah we have a vast uh, variety of boats from 17 foot all the way up to a 39 
uh, with quad, uh, 300 Mercury Marine. All our boats have Mercury's. Uh, so yeah, we, we, we got you covered, you know, especially like this weekend, you know, the boys did great. Uh, my son, JC, uh, he's 18, fished his first tournament. Mm. Uh, he's fished him with me before, but on his own, and and he wound up with first place. Cal Dolphin with a 27 pounder. Whoa! And then Captain Jordan, yeah, that's a big cow. And and then Captain Jordan got largest bull dolphin in the tournament, and and that was 35.5 pounds. So <laughs> pretty happy with the crew. Those guys did great. Our customers left with a lot of a lot of money, so they're all happy. You know, it's, it was a, it was a great weekend all the way around. And not only to mention, they also you know, got money for three biggest dolphin overall. They got big, uh, money for bull and cow combined weight. And then they also got, uh, money for, uh, uh, third largest blackfin tuna caught. So these guys were very active this weekend. Yeah. Now what is the tarpon fishing like right now? Tarpon is off the hook right now. So, is it really? Uh, my son, Captain Austin, he is catching them left and right. Matter of fact, the, you know, I got a report earlier. He was on his third fish already today. Um, and those fish are anywhere from typically 60 to 100 pounds. Wow. So, so they do, yeah, so some light spinning gear. He's in our 24-footer. And, um, you know, you're drifting back live baits. And uh, next thing you know, you get the bite. Uh, you know, somebody runs up on the bow, throws the ball. You start backing down on the fish, get them through the bridges. They're jumping. You know, the, the, it, it's such an amazing fish. And, and they're big. And uh, and they go through the pilings. And you got to maneuver the boat around them. And through the pilings and stuff like that, it, it's such an awesome fish. And finally, you get it out away from the bridge. Then you're out in the open. And then, you know, you're watching this, you know, 60 to 100-pound fish come up. And then finally, you know, you get your chance. You know, we call it a face grab. So you get, you know, grab the bottom jaw, keep the fish in the water, pull them up for a picture, and then revive them and let them go. You know, so it's, it, it is an amazing fish. And and that's definitely a, a sought after fish down here. Yeah. Now, isn't this, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but like the largest push right now, like the month of May for uh, Mahi in the Florida Keys or not? Yeah, they're starting now. So, okay. you know, our tarpons in full effect, the, the Mahi are starting to come through pretty much in full effect, you know, all of May, all of June, even into July. And we've actually been seeing good fish in uh, August and September still. So, really? Um, th- those have been actually pretty good months for Mahi as well. But, you know, of course, all the big push, you know, when the kids are out of school, stuff like that, we get a lot of people that want to come down here and go catch those fish. So, yeah, you know, and it's a crowd pleaser because you can go out there and, you know, people, I want meat. Okay, well, then here you go. <laughs> yeah. so, you, know, you can go out there and go catch a bunch of those and, and everybody's happy. Yeah. yeah. Now, the tactic for, for catching the Mahi, now you troll for those. Is that how you do it? Some big boats will troll, like blind troll, and just keep going. But our, our our aspect of it, you know, we have the Fruno radars, and uh, and with the Fruno radars, I can actually they have bird mode on there. So we're just running and gunning, and I can see the birds from two three miles away, and I'm running to them, and I'm just connecting the dots. And so you know, we kind of we find the birds, troll through the fish, hook them up, catch what we catch, and then move on to the next set. So for our fishing, it's a very fast-paced mm. fishing. A lot of people think of trolling as like, like how the big boats do it. Um, you know, they're they're because they aren't as fast, and, and plus they want to save fuel, and and you know they're kind of just trolling their way throughout the you know the Atlantic Ocean. And we're more running and gunning. We're I'm I'm gonna come across, you know, say twenty to thirty different sets of fish in a day and a lot of the mother boats may come through you know five or six all right so let's say you know it's saturday morning uh two conch sport fishing is on outdoor channel 9 a.m eastern time we get the bug and we want to go fishing okay and we want to book a charter with you 
Is there, are you guys like booked up where it's months in advance? Could you even get in this year? What does your schedule look like, uh, Captain Jack? You can get in no problem, man. Really? We, we have enough boats. Yeah, we, we now we have enough boats to satisfy everyone. Um, you know, it, I mean, we have half day, three quarter day, full days on twoconks.com. We do keep our schedule and rates live. So you can actually go on there and either book online or call 305 481 0495. Uh, to book a trip. And, but, you know, the best thing to do, you can get online at twoconks.com and just, you can sit there and kind of surf through it and go, okay, hey, what's this boat here? What's this one? It gives you all the rates and, and the size and what it fishes for and availability. So if you want to book it right then and there, you just book it. So yeah, we yeah. always have availability. You know, you got to remember we have 27 boats in the fleet. Uh, we're actually bringing down another one next week. And, um, and so, so yeah, we have availability. I mean, it's, there's always something here going on but like i said we're still doing a lot of charters every day but you know call us we'll we'll get you out there you bet hey we got to take a break can you stick around jack absolutely all right hey we're talking with captain jack carlson he's the host of two cock sport fishing on outdoor channel sundays at nine o'clock eastern time that's saturdays 9 a.m eastern time what did i say uh sundays that's okay though they should re-air it on sunday they should (laughs) i'm calling them all right it's presented by outdoor channel sportsman channel world fishing network and my outdoor tv captain jack before we get to a break, we are coming back. But again, where can we find you online, buddy? At twoconks.com. All right. Hey, more Captain Jack right after this. The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Live 24-7 at jimandtrav.com. Connect with the number one outdoor radio show on the planet and stay tuned. The Revolution will be right back. What's your motivation? No matter what motivates you, My Outdoor TV has you covered with world-class hunting, fishing, and shooting content. The new My Outdoor TV gives you more ways to watch. On demand, live events, our live channels HuntStream, AnglerStream, and TurkeyStream, and our innovative Just Shot library featuring fresh-from-the-field content. What's your motivation? Visit MyOutdoorTV.com and start watching. High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Welcome back to the revolution with Jim. Hold it. Sorry. Welcome back to the revolution with Jim and Trav and hunt, fish, forage. Now let's get back to Captain Jack Carlson, host of Two Conks Sport Fishing on Outdoor Channel, Saturdays, 9 a.m. Eastern, presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. This is part two. Hey, we are back. We're talking hunt, fish, and forage. And uh, before the break, we had Captain Jack Carlson. He is the host of Two Cock Sport Fishing on Outdoor Channel, Saturdays at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. What do you think is the most popular species to go after? I mean, I'm sure you guys have that uh, that one or two species. What What is it for you guys? For us down here, probably the yellowtail snapper is oh, going to yeah. be our most popular one, uh, once again, it's a crowd pleaser. We can go out through the reef. They're very, uh, short runs, any, any, you know, four to five miles and, uh, you anchor up chum and then, you know, you'll see the back of the boat just turn yellow mm. and, uh, and there'll be, you know, tons of fish out there. You, a technique that we call flatlining. You just drop the bait back, match the current and the fish eats it and, you know, shut the bail and reel. 
And these fish will be anywhere from, you know, a pound, pound and a half. And then we go a little deeper, you know, you get somebody who's uh, more experienced and they want to fight a bigger yellowtail. Then that's when we go what we call the flag yellowtails. And then those can be up to, you know, 20 to 26 inches. And then those are going to be your, you know, four to six pound fish. You know, you, you may have days where you can just, you know, you got kids on board and you just want to go catch 50 fish in a half day. That's no problem. Uh, you get the more experienced one, then you can bump out in that deeper water, you know, 40 to 80 feet. And then, uh, and then that's when you're going to get more of the, you know, two to six pound fish, you know, and, and once again, it's good table fare. If you go to restaurants here, you know, they're, they're going to charge you like, like 35 bucks for a yellowtail. Oh, wow. So, but it comes with rice. Okay. Now the thing is, and uh, so, so these are highly sought after and you're allowed 10 a piece. So, so yeah. a lot of people want to catch these. <laughs> now, can you take, do you have places that you could take your own fish to a restaurant and they'll prepare it? Yes. All the restaurants down here in, in the Keys pretty much do that. It's called hook and cook or cook your catch. And so, you know, you take it in. So the captain will flay your fish for you. And then you just bring it to the restaurant. You know, they'll, they'll see you come in with a bag of fish. That's totally normal. And, uh, the, the, you know, the uh, people grab your fish and they'll put your name on it. And then, you know, the waiter or waitress will come in and they'll say, yeah, how do you want to prepare? These are the different ways. And then it comes out like on a big giant platter and all the different ways. So it's kind of like family style. And then you just get a bunch of different sides and salads and soups and, you know, and, and it can range anywhere from, you know, to have that done $15 a person to, you know, $20 a person. And, uh, but it's definitely, you know, you're eating fresh catch, you know, that you caught it and with all the sides and everything is such, you know, a good thing to do. A lot of the restaurants that we, you know, recommend down here is like Lazy Days South is a really good one in Marathon who does it. Of course, Castaways and the Island Fish Company are some of our favorite ones uh, to go uh, send our clients to. All right. So let's say we book a trip with you guys and we want to go deep in the Gulf. And I see you guys go like 150, 180 miles out. We're going for like snowy grouper, uh, yellow wedge grouper, red snapper. What does a trip like that look like? You know, like time wise, how long are you going to be gone? That's a great question. You know, so, so what we do usually do, uh, like, like when we do the, the, the trips in Pulley Ridge, you know, for the big Warsaw groupers, uh, we're 14 for 14 on our, on our trips, you know, last year and this year. So, um, you know, that, that, that means we caught 14 Warsaw groupers for our 14 trips. So wow, really? uh, you're allowed, you're, you're allowed one per day. So we have a hundred percent rate as of now. And, uh, and that trip, so we leave at four in the morning. Uh, Ooh. it's about a four hour ride and we're cruising in my boat anywhere from, you know, 45 to 50 mile an hour. And, uh, we get out there and start fishing at 8 a.m. or shortly after. Uh, everybody's just sleeping in our bean bags, uh, in the <laughs> back, you know, for that, for that four hour ride or so. And then, then we start fishing and then it's nonstop action from really eight o'clock till about two o'clock. And then we start, you know, gathering stuff up two thirty and start making our way back. And then it's, you know, anywhere from a, four to five hour ride back, depending on how many times the clients have to pee from after <laughs> drinking all the beer. So. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> and then we got to stop. Okay, here we go. Yeah. You know, so it'll be a four, four to five hour ride back. So all said and done, you know, typically we'll leave at 4 a.m. and get back at 7 p.m. And then, and that's when, you know, the, the mates will clean all the fish and, you know, the clients will, get, you know, t- take what they want to take the dinners. And then that's when, you know, we, we have a fish processing uh, center here called uh, Seal the Deal, FP, and so Seal the Deal Fish Processing, and 
and then uh, Sammy will, you know, get all your fish, process it for you, vacuum seal it, freeze it, and then you can take a, you know, a bunch home. But yeah, it, it, the trip's amazing because you know you get a lot of grouper. The limits are are generous for the golf, the far golf, and uh, you know you're allowed ten snappers a piece, and then groupers are four each. Uh, there's different, you know, for for different species of ones that you can only keep so many, but an aggregate of four. And, uh, so it's definitely great. And then of course we get, you know, we caught dolphin the last trip, you know, on, on last Thursday that we took, uh, we did lose a big wahoo at the boat. And so we kind of caught a lot of different stuff, you know, you catch barrel fish, queen snapper, a lot of yellow eyes and vermilions. So it's definitely a fun trip. And, uh, and if you go to my second floor of our tackle, uh, shop right there, we have like a courtesy lounge. Um, all done up by Costa sunglasses and we got free kegs and all that. And you'll see our, wow. our 341 pound Warsaw in there. It's, uh, it's a monster. So, so we got the biggest replica that, that, that we could get to put on that wall, uh, from Gray's taxidermy. And that's called Warsaw wall. Wow. So we'll have all the pictures and everything up in there of the clients that have caught the Warsaws. And that's pretty cool. You know, so it's definitely a bucket list trip. Um, and you know, you'll definitely fill the freezers up with it and it's a good time. You know, we, we do electric reels. We also do, uh, if the clients want to, you know, hand crank, we'll do that. You know, we'll be fishing anywhere from 300 feet of water to 700 feet of water. Oh, geez. And so, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of them say, oh, yeah, I want to hand crank that. Well, they do it once. And then they're like, <laughs> yeah, I kind of like this electric. Well, Cap Jack, know anything about the Keys? You're going south. If you fish off the left-hand side of the boat, you could be fishing the Atlantic. And on the right-hand side, you fish in the Gulf of Mexico. Is there rate differences for each side? Oh, yeah. It's all basically done on mileage and, and time. So there's different rates for different boats. And um, so, yeah, so depending on, you know, like what boat size you choose, uh, the far golf ones, it'll either be, you know, I mean, I was like the Pulley Ridge ones, it'll either be like my 39 or my son's 34. You know, those are the two boats that like that'll make it out that far. To do it because it's a 180 mile ride. Wow. But but I carry enough fuel that, you know, I don't have to bring fuel with Mm. me. So I, I, my, my tank's big enough to get out there, fish, do it all, and then come back. Um, you know, another thing that we offer are fishing camps, you know, so somebody wants to learn how to fish or just, you know, better their knowledge or just have a great vacation if they're just by themselves. But you get a, you know, three, Three full days of fishing for sixteen fifty a person. Wow! Um, and we and we do a day offshore, a day on the reef and wrecks, and then a day in the Gulf. Man! And that's uh, you know, we do those um, you know four times a year that are open ones, and then we do uh, a kids camp, and then we also do a, a ladies camp. So, but the open ones are the uh, the sixteen fifty a person, and and like I said, you get the three different styles of fishing, and it's great. You know, we also like the one coming up here in June. Uh, we take um, uh, all the clients and we enter them into the Father's Day Dolphin Derby. So that Saturday is our day of offshore fishing. And then they'll have a chance to win, you know, like up to four grand. Wow. So you, wow. Might, you might, you might have your, your trip paid for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, we've got to leave it right there. We have an accord right now. We've been talking with Captain Jack Carlson. He's the host of Tukunk Sport Fishing on Outdoor Channel Saturdays at 
9 o'clock Eastern Time. That's right. This has been presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Just hop on there. Uh, punch in two conks. A lot of uh, episodes are going to come up. Again, Captain Jack, to book a charter, man. Everything we need to know. Buy some merch. Where can we find you online? It's easy. All you got to do is click on twoconks.com. And that's spelled out T-W-O. C-O-N-C-H-S dot com. That's easy enough. That is. Coming up next, we have Daniel Vitalis, the host of Wild Fed. That's on Outdoor Channel as well, Monday, 7.30 and 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Captain Jack, dude, you were so awesome. God bless you, man. Thank you, guys. Tight lines. The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Wherever you find yourself, work, the car, outdoors, the shower, you'll find us across the country and around the world on great radio stations and always a click away at JimandTrav.com. Stay tuned. The Revolution will be right back. Our plans are up in the air. This is where we love to hunt. They're here. We're going to call it now. Join the Heartland Waterfowl family as they scout and hunt the epic Central and Mississippi flyways. I think we've got a pretty good game plan. Every hunt is a blast. We were able to adapt and overcome and have a great hunt on this particular morning. Another perfect day in Birdland. That was good for my soul. Heartland Waterfowl. Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. on Sportsman Channel. High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Thanks for tuning into The Revolution with Jim and Trav and Hunt, Fish, Forage. Now, here's another two-parter with Daniel Vitalis, host of Wild Fed on Outdoor Channel, Monday, 7.30 and 10.30 p.m. Eastern, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. This is part one. Hey, we are back. We're talking hunt, fish, and forage. Those are my three favorite words in the whole English language. But uh, before the break, we had Jack Carlson. He's the host of Two Conks Sport Fishing. What a great guy he is. That's right. We were going offshore. Now we're going on land. That's with Daniel Vitalis, the host of Wild Fed on Outdoor Channel, Monday, 7.30 and 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, during the Taste of the Wild block. Mr. D, Big D, how's it going, buddy? <laughs> Good to be back here with you guys. Yeah, yeah. Now, you're uh, you're up there in Maine, and uh, you guys are just getting into some of the spring forage, aren't you? Yeah, you know what? We're still underwater, man. We had a lot of rain, uh, like a pretty outrageous amount of rain, so I just had to go scout all of our uh, you know, spring foraging spots, and they are flooded out. So, wow. you know, that best foraging happens because the rivers flood, so the river floodplains are where we get our fiddleheads and our ramps. And all those spring ephemerals, but uh, and they grow so well because of the fertilization of the floods. But right now, I got to wait for the water to recede before I can get in there. Yeah, you know, it's so crazy how weather patterns and things change across the U.S. We're here in the Midwest in Kansas. Last time we had a big rain, some guy named Noah built an ark. And, uh, you know, it was kind of weird. Two by two, things were loaded on there. I don't know what happened. Um, we have ticks on our cat. You know something, Daniel? I think you are one of the most interesting guys. And you really got on board this hunt, fish, forage train a long time ago. And the way things are going in the world, it, it seemed like you had this great insight into the future. And I was listening to a show you did a while ago, and uh, you were describing what is food. 
And I thought your answer was really brilliant, breaking down food, what it is, what it means, what it does. Um, that was very interesting, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I think people don't really ever take the time to, to ask themselves what food is, but food really is living creatures. I mean, we live by eating the bodies and body parts of living things. And, and a big part of what got me into doing what I'm doing is the interest in getting to know those creatures. You know, one of the things I'll ask sometimes if I'm doing public speaking is ask an audience, like, who's eating a haddock? And, you know, everybody puts their hands up, and then it's like, who's seen a haddock? <laughs> and almost nobody ever has. <laughs> All right. Uh, you had mentioned a number of things like ramps and, and uh, fiddleheads and so forth that come on in the spring. But uh, one of the plants that comes on really early that's really good is cattails, isn't it? Uh, cattail will come. A, we're, we're a little early for that still, but that will start coming up the first vegetable that it produces. Keep in mind, the cattail patch produces about four different vegetables. But, it, you know, it plays out over the season. But uh, that first one we're going to have are the young shoots. And those are like um, kind of like maybe a water chestnut in flavor, kind of cucumbery. Um, what will happen is uh, that we'll pull that central stalk and then carve out the bottom of it. And there's a nice raw vegetable in that. But that'll still be a couple of weeks away at least. Right now we're waiting for the earliest shoots to start coming up. But like I said, we're a little bit behind here. I mean, I haven't even been turkey hunting, really, because all of our spots are so flooded. So as soon as the water recedes, we should have a flush of, of plants coming up. But, the uh, yeah, the cattail is a real special one. You know, we did a cattail harvest in Season 3 of the show, which is airing now, yeah. um, out in Wisconsin, where we went underwater for the lateral shoots. That's a vegetable off the cattail. I think it's probably the best vegetable that it produces, but very few people have ever seen it. But uh, if you get a chance to catch that episode, you'll see a really unique opportunity that very few people have ever taken. Yeah. Now, how do you prepare that? Do you do you boil it first, or do you grill it, no, or do you that, do? What's so great about that is you can just peel that and eat it raw. Oh, And wow. that's pretty rare, you know, with foraged plants, because typically what happens is the plant is producing a lot of me metabolic compounds that are bitter and toxic, and that's to keep herbivorous insects and, and herbivores from eating them. So they make, you know, these toxins. And, and we forget that because our domesticated plants, they don't need to produce the toxins because we put fences around them and we weed around them and we put pesticides around them to protect them. So they stop producing those bad tasting metabolic compounds. But, but a wild plant has to defend itself. So it does it with those toxic chemicals. But early shoots often don't have them because the bugs aren't out yet or something like these cattail lateral shoots. They're underwater. So they don't need to protect themselves. So they got a real fresh flavor you can eat raw. Yeah. Now you're talking about eating the laterals on the cattails. I saw an episode, uh, I think it was off the coast of Maine. You went hunting and you paired it with some autumn olive. The, mm. It's really interesting how you find these, you know, really neat animals to pursue, but also these natural growing fruits and berries and vegetables and, and stuff. Yeah, just out there in the wild to pair with things. I mean, what does the autumn olive taste like? Well, the autumn olive is really special because it's sweet, but it's also sour. So it's got like a sweet tartness to it. Um, it's sweeter than a cranberry. But if you think of a cranberry, you've got that tartness. And then mm -hmm. you pair that with something real sweet. Um, yeah, they're delicious. And the seed that's in the middle is really soft and fibrous, so you can chew it up. And these were these are a very invasive plant here in the eastern U.S. I mean, they were brought here to help control erosion because they grow really fast and they grow in really bad soil. And so they started planting them along roadsides, you know, because these ditches were eroding away. So it firms up the ditches. The problem is 
when the plant comes in, it changes that sandy soil to something else. And so what ends up happening is the native plants can't compete with it. So there's a real push to try to get rid of it now. And, um, you know, foragers can go out and take as much of it as they want because there's really this excess of it. So if you find, uh, if you live in the U.S. and you find this plant, it is from Asia, you can mm. harvest it really freely. And each plant produces a couple hundred thousand fruits. And so oh, wow. it's just an incredible harvest. So when you first started doing this, Mr. Daniel, I mean, did you like go out and everyone like, let's make a dandelion salad? Okay, yeah. I mean, everyone's done it. Is that how did you jump off into this? Because I, I really like, I mean, we can ask you anything and you say these really impressive words. We try to Google them, but we can't spell them. I mean, or even say them. Yeah, I, I think it is so fascinating how, I mean, you're, you're very versed in this area. Um, what caused you to do this, man? Oh, I remember being a little kid and, you know, pulling plants out of the cracks in the sidewalks and eating them, you know, <laughs> figuring out <clears throat> a couple of plants. Like I remember figuring out that you could eat the seeds of shepherd's purse, or I remember in my backyard figuring out you could eat the Japanese knotweed shoots. So I think I was just ex- always been experimental with food. But, you know, when it comes to foraging, I'm such a generalist and I have some teachers that are outstanding botanists who really know their stuff. And I, you know, I just feel like such a novice around these folks. But um, one of the best ways to learn is to just go take some workshops. I mean, mm-hmm. there are foraging teachers all around the country, and all year, usually they teach three to four classes a year, and you go get in one of those, and you leave a class like that, you know, maybe it's a weekend-long thing, usually another you know, camping type event. You go do something like that, and after two days of that, you walk out, you know 10 plants now. Mm-hmm. And you do that a couple years in a row, before you know it, you know more plants than you can find at the supermarket. Mm. So, um, unlike hunting, hunting is a little bit more challenging to get into, right? Because you need to you know, typically you learn from a dad or from an uncle or somebody in your family. Yeah. Um, but there's not really a lot of classes on, like, if I, if you want to just learn to hunt, that can be a bit of a challenge. But with foraging, it's different. And you can always go out. You can try to teach yourself from books, too. That's a little bit harder. So I recommend finding a teacher or a plant walk. And that stuff's happening everywhere. So anybody can find access to that. And you can learn several plants a year and before you know it you're off to a pretty good start yeah now i uh, i had heard and i've never tried it i understand that thistles are something that you can actually uh, eat as well yeah thistles are a lot like a burdock in that the uh, central stalk can be peeled and eaten again early in the year because on these things start to taste worse and worse because they have to defend themselves against insects and against other herbivores um, and also they get more fibrous. Mm. So, I mean, and this is true of the vegetables we eat. You guys know what it's like. You eat a young, tender zucchini. It's delicious. You get that zucchini when it's four feet long and the thing is suddenly like too fibrous and bitter <laughs> to really enjoy. Yeah. So that's the same thing going on with wild plants. You tend to want to get to them early, but an early thistle to me is kind of a survival food. So that's a big distinction I make in foraging. It's like, what are the foods that I really want to eat? And what are the ones that you can't, you guys mentioned dandelion. I think most of us know, you know, dandelion is like you can eat, but very kind of more of a survival food. Unless you get it at certain times of year, it's not that enjoyable to eat. Oh, yeah. Some of these other things I'm talking about, wow, they're delicious, particularly the fruits, berries, and some of the tender young shoots become much more interesting. So like a thistle early in the year when it's first coming up, a lot more interesting of a food than one later in the year. 
though you could probably survive by eating it. You bet. Hey, Daniel, we got to take a break. Can you stick around? Sure can. All right. Hey, we're, we're talking with Daniel Vitalis. He's the host of Wild Fed on Outdoor Channel. Mondays at 7.30 and 10.30 on the Nutrition Block. <laughs> <laughs> the Taste of the Wild Block. Uh, this has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. You can also hop on My Outdoor TV and uh, catch Wild Fed there as well. Mr. Daniel, before we get to a break, you are coming back, but where can we find you online, buddy? Find me at wild-fed.com and at Daniel Vitalis on Instagram. You bet. More Daniel Vitalis right after this. The Revolution with Jim and Trav, a show that's dirtier than a nursing home on chilly night. <laughs> what the hell is that smell? Hit up JimandTrav.com and always stay connected to the show. Don't move. The Revolution will continue right after these important messages. Your home, your land, your outdoor lifestyle. Great American Springs celebrates it all with an online showcase of new products, how-to videos, expert tips and groundbreaking content think spring and think big with the help of great american spring go to gameandfishmag.com slash great american spring presented by toro count on it sprinkle the best of western flavors by ordering from high mountain seasonings at himtnjerky.com today that's himtnjerky.com the revolution with Jim and Travis on the air. Talking hunt, fish, forage. Ready? Here we go. Now, once again, here's Daniel Vitalis, host of Wild Fed on Outdoor Channel. Mondays at 7.30 and 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at himtandjerky.com. Here's part two. Hey, we are back. We're talking hunt, fish, forage on this week's show. Before the break, we had Daniel Vitalis on. But we talked about all kinds of plants that you can eat, but there's all kinds of things that you wouldn't normally eat, and you seem to like sea ducks for some reason. <laughs> Man, I, I don't know why people are so against them. I guess because you can't roast them whole like a mallard or a wood duck or something like that, you know, and I feel, but like if you just were to take the breast meat out of there, and really trim away the fat, you're looking at a really beautiful cut of red meat. Well, you know, the thing is, you don't, you don't brine them or anything like that. You just separate <clears throat> that, uh, that meat from the fat and then throw it in the skillet or what? Yep, I take all that orange fat off. I mean, the fat is orange because they're eating so much vitamin A. You know, when you see butter and it's that really dark orange color, like farm butter, mm-hmm. that's all that that vitamin A accumulated from the grass. Well, the same thing's happening. They're eating so much marine life that they get all of this fishy fat and all this vitamin A. I wish that was good to eat because it'd be so good for you, but it tastes just terrible, you know, like the worst of the fishiest things. So I peel all that away until I have just clean, dark red maroon meat. And then I cook that pretty rare. I'd say medium rare, I guess. And, um, slice it up, let it kind of bleed out a little bit, and then I hit it with a little more heat so I don't freak anybody out with anything too bloody. And uh, that, to me, with just some salt and pepper, is as good as any steak. You know, I was uh, I was up in Vancouver, and we were eating in a restaurant, and of course, uh, I'm sure it was domestic geese, but they cooked the, um, the French fries in uh, goose fat. And oh, it's amazing. Holy huh? cow. You know, so good. your tongue will slap you silly with every bite. So good. So good. I'm really excited about, um, like I mentioned before, I'm headed to Greenland this year. Now, you can't just fly direct from the U.S. over to Greenland. we got to go through Reykjavik, Iceland. And I am excited because I know there's whale on the menu over there. 
and that's something oh. I've been wanting to, you know, the Marine Mammal Protection Act makes it such that we can't eat that here. But, uh, you know, I did get to try seal when I was up in, uh, in uh, Newfoundland a couple of years ago, but I've been wanting to try whale for a long time. I have joked for a while, like, okay, we're going to do a whaling episode, and everybody tells me, don't do it, wrong move. So we always joke, ah, season 10, be our final episode, we'll go whaling. <laughs> but uh, in the meantime, I'm going to finally get to try it uh, over there in uh, Iceland. Yeah, maybe the episode will be Shamu. <laughs> <laughs> um, once again, <laughs> we're talking with Daniel Vitalis, the host of Wild Fit Outdoor Channel, Monday, 7.30 and 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, you always go into kind of deep, deep thinking, deep thoughts, deep conversations, uh, Mr. Daniel. And I was talking to Jimbo the other day. You know, his dad was born in like 1916. No, 20. Actually. Oh, oh, I'm wow. sorry. You know, World War II. If you look at his generation and the evolution and progression of what happened is insane. Then you look at guys, you and I's age. I mean, when we grew up, you know, late 70s, early 80s. Into the 90s, I mean, things were sort of crazy, but not so much. Things have changed so much just since I was a kid and you. And you look at, like you were saying, the disconnect for people and what social media and the Internet has done, in my opinion, hasn't been good. You, You always talk about devaluing, you know, wildlife in nature. And that is what happens when you pull the conservationists, you know, the foragers like you and the hunters like you out of you know the woods and and the prairies you're devaluing that asset and it's no longer you know a resource that we want to keep pristine they think oh keep the guns out of there you know keep the the people out of there that is the worst thing we can do man yeah i always say if you don't have a stake in any particular landscape you become one of those people who keeps talking about the environment yeah but if you ask them well what what part of the environment do you are you talking about like do you you know the average person in the city who's talking about the environment if you ask them, well, what should bring me to a place in the environment? They don't know any places in the environment. They don't have any connections to the environment. It's this like non-local thing to them that people should stay away from. But I always try to tell them, hey, if you aren't invested in a particular landscape, mm-hmm. then that landscape's going to end up being developed. It's going to end up being strip malls. It's going to end up being parking lots. People are, you know, these companies buy these carbon offset credits pretending that they're taking care of the environment. What I love about you know, hunters and foragers is we're the first line defense because we care about these places where we harvest from. Mm-hmm. These places mean something to us. And as long as we're out there, we're going to be advocates for those open spaces. But as soon as you pull us out, all that's left are the hiking trails. And you know how that is. People don't really veer off them very much. So people won't know what's happening in the environment anymore. Um, and that's kind of sad to me. And I think particularly with the, you know, it's about to get even crazier because now we're entering this age of AI and self-driving cars and all of these things that are really going to isolate people from the environment. So it's really important that I think we figure out and, and we, we get rid of any of those barriers that kept us from bringing people into the conservation world. I think we just need to have some open arms right now and bring the young generation in, even if they're a bit different, even if they don't behave how we thought, even if even if they're not like us. So important that we have um, people in conservation in the next generation because um, we stand to lose a lot if we're not careful. All right. If you had to pick, okay, let's say, um, you know, Blake Shelton becomes our president. His vice president (laughs) is uh, Putin. I don't know. Okay, Um, but let's say you had to live in some place in the United States. It could be Alaska, the lower 48, but someplace in the U.S., One place, in your opinion, where you could hunt and you could forage, you could live off the grid for the rest of your life, man. 
self-sufficient, it would be tough. What state would it be? Oh, I'd stay in Maine. I, really? I, I do. I do coastal Maine. Okay. When you think about trying to actually live off of these resources, I think having access to the coast is really important. Mm. Uh, and there's a lot of places in the U.S. that would be great, of course. But from a development perspective, you know, um, and Alaska would be great, but you're so far north, the plants aren't going to be as good. Mm. So I think Maine's a kind of a sweet spot. But having access to the coast, because you can never really starve, man. You can live off of shellfish and you can live off of algae, in other words, seaweeds. So if you have access to that, plus the seabirds, plus the fishing, our coastal deer, our coastal bears, um, you know, the, the only problem here, man, is the ticks. And mm. I'll tell you what, I think we got them worse than about anywhere in the country. <laughs> Ooh, I hate those. Yeah. Now, what do you use for ticks? I use a mirror. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm, my wife and I have a, we have a saying. It's, uh, it's like an admonition, like a, a greeting almost. We say, make me feel every tick. And our strategy, rather than cover ourselves in poisons and have to wear all these clothes all the time, is like, just every day. So a tick needs about 12 hours on you to really get a good foothold and to infect you with Lyme disease or mm. Borrelia or something like that. So if you check yourself multiple times a day during the season, full length mirror under bright light, I'm talking, you got to check the nether realm. You got to do the bend over and all of it. But, but, but if you can make sure you just keep them off of you, then you can enjoy nature a lot more freely. So that's our strategy. But what ends up happening is, and a lot of times, I'll tell you what, we both will do this. We'll wake up three in the morning out of a dead sleep, grabbing a tick off of us. Like you just, oh, your body yeah. gets to where it's, oh, it's yeah. constantly scanning. Now, what ends up happening is you get phantom ticks. You'll think there's one on you. There's <laughs> yeah. one. You yeah. get oversensitized. But we just, we think it's better to be oversensitive than to um, be undersensitive to it. Because I've seen tick infections ruin some people's lives. So. So for us, it's full-length mirrors twice a day, and we don't use anything for our dogs either. We pick every tick off them. So really, we're, just, we're like a couple of chimpanzees <laughs> picking lice off each other all the time. So, you, so you, if you, as long as you get them off, I, obviously there's you know the rare cases and everything. As long as you get them off, you know fairly quickly. That's what you're saying. There really shouldn't be any issue. Yeah. Now there's a for us like we have two main species here, and you know I know the lone star tick is in a lot of the country. We don't see too many here, but. But we do have the black-legged tick, or the deer tick is the one that we really have to worry about. Now, they need to get on you. Then they need to carve a piece of your skin away down to a capillary bed. They carve a little well into your skin. Then they have to cement their mouth on you. Mm. Then they have to start their blood meal, and then they puke into that wound. The one they puke in you is when you get sick. Oh. That takes hours and hours. So a tick being on you or even a tick starting to get a bit of a hold isn't a big deal. It's once they have what they call the blood meal. That's the problem. So, again, if, as long as you're scanning your body really regularly, and, hey, and it's great for your fitness because you start to realize what you need to do. You start looking at yourself naked in the mirror a few times a day. You start to realize, hey, maybe, maybe I need to lighten up on the calories and then go for a jog. So it's a great way to stay in shape, too. <laughs> hey, we got to leave it right there. I'm going to go find a mirror real Jim's quick. getting naked right now. <laughs> yeah, stripping down. Yeah, I just, I'm doing my tick check. As you see. Like, bend over and crack a smile, you know. Jimbo's going to get arrested at Walmart for doing the tick check. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I never said you should use the mirrors at Walmart. <laughs> there you go. Hey, we've been talking with Daniel Vitalis. He is the host of Wild Fed on Outdoor Channel. 
Monday nights at 7.30 and 10.30. Eastern time. Yeah, during the Taste of the Wild block, it is season three, currently filming season four. Stay tuned for it. This has been brought to you by High Mount Seasonings. Visit them online to spice up your wild game cuisine at himtnjerky.com. Mr. Daniel, more about you, Wild Fed, what you have going on. Where can we find you online, buddy? Find me at wild-fed.com and at Daniel Vitalis on Instagram. You bet. Hey, coming up next is Cat Daddy, and he's going to tell you how to pull ticks off catfish. That's right. Mr. Daniel, God bless you. We love you so much, buddy. Thanks a lot, guys. It's a blast. You're on The Revolution with Jim and Trev. Half not what America will do for you. The voice. But what together we can do. Of America. For the freedom of man. Stick around. The Revolution will continue right after these important messages. Thanks for tuning into The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Now, here's our catfishing guru, the proprietor of the bean hole, and a man with over 250 pairs of overalls, Cat Daddy. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. Here are the boys. Hey, we are back. We're talking hunt, fish, and forage. And when you talk about fish, you got to be talking about Cat Daddy. Yeah, we had Daniel Vitalis before the break. He was serving up ticks. Mr. Cat Daddy, what are the catfish doing? Are they biting right now? You ain't kidding. They're biting, guys. They're waiting on us to get out there and hook them right in the lip. Oh, <laughs> man. Double lip lock, huh? Is the wind out of the south? You hook them in the mouth? Well, you know how the old saying goes. Yeah. Out of the west is the best. Now the Norb, you should have never left the house. <laughs> I love that it saying. It almost rhymes. <laughs> Quick, short, to the point right there. Now, where you been fishing, buddy? Well, we've been out to Perry Lake doing pretty good. Uh, I've been having a lot of clients, but, man, I, I'm still trying to get the old tuna boat, you know, worked up to where, you know, you get it out there on the water. And I don't know. I'm just going to have to get me a whole other motor, I guess. Mm. But anyway, we've been taking this little tuna boat out and, one or two clients at a time, and it's been turning out pretty good. Boy, the bite's been really good and active now. The wind's up a little bit, you know, churning that water good, and we got these hard rains coming in and hitting and missing. Uh, it's just good, good fishing right now. Cat Daddy, if we want to get out with you, man, let's say we're going to go pick up some uh, uh, earthworms, we're going to get some June bugs, take a number two before we get out on the water. <laughs> Uh, do you have prepare, any, be prepared. Do we have anything available? Oh, yeah, yeah. We got you a couple spots out there. Just bring all them June bugs you can, man, because we're going to knock them out soon as you do. <laughs> you bet. Well, where do we have to go to find you? www.catdaddyguideservices.com. Yeah, and if you'd like to uh, send a photograph to old Cat Daddy of your latest and greatest June bug. Anything. Anything. Yeah. anything. <laughs> hey, send it to catdaddy underscore one. At MSN.com. This has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online, check them out, YamahaMotorsports.com. Mr. Cat Daddy, the Kansas Cat Man, we love you. God bless you. Happy fishing, buddy. Hey, you can bug me anytime you want. Stick around. The Revolution with Jim and Trev will continue right after these messages. Reimagine every adventure, every terrain, every incredible memory. The Yamaha Wolverine family of side-by-side vehicles help you reimagine off-road capability, comfort, and confidence. 
Available right now at your local Yamaha dealer. With the Wolverine R-Max 21000 and R-Max 41000, recreation meets sport and maximum power meets maximum comfort and versatility. And with the Wolverine X2 and X4850, extreme terrain meets its match. Find your Yamaha Wolverine at your local Yamaha dealer or at YamahaMotorsports.com. That's YamahaMotorsports.com. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Vehicle specification subject to change. I'm Al Simon, 91 years young. I created Balance 7 20 years ago. At 67, I went to see the doctor for the first time in my life and found out that I had medical problems. He told me that was normal for my age. I don't believe God intended us to be sick and old. I decided to find something to bring my health back. For 10 years, I studied pH and how important it is to the human system. Balance 7 gave me back what I lost by getting older. I no longer get out of bed with a joint discomfort. Balance 7 can do for you what it has done for me and many others. In three days' time, you'll feel more energy, less joint discomfort, and clarity of thinking. No doctor or hospital can do what Balance 7 can do for you. Balance 7 is the key to unlocking the healthy immune system. Bring your body back to balance. Order now. Receive free shipping with the code word AL. Go to balance7.com. That's balance7.com. Order now and get your free shipping and a free gift with your order. Go to balance7.com. Use the code word L. Great show, everyone. We just got to get out of here. Man, this is it. Oh, no. This sounds serious and real. This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. What the hell are you still doing here? Don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch at JimandTrav.com. Hey, what a great show this week. Talking about hunt, fish, forage, and our guests were just over the top. Yeah, Captain Jack Carlson, Daniel Vitalis, and Mr. Cat Daddy. And Mr. Cat Daddy. Yep, last word, big Last word is get out there, and uh, turkey season's still on around the country. Yep. Spring fishing is going on, and of course, next week we're going to have... Like Mitch Petrie talking about walleye fishing in Minnesota. All right, so get outdoors this weekend. Take some kiddos with you. Make sure you hammer home firearm safety. It is imperative. Isn't that right, Jabo? It's important, too. Yeah, and hop on JimmyTrav.com. Thanks for listening. We'll return next week. Peace out. God bless you and the United States of America. We love you so much. Mm-hmm.